This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. WPHD-HD-WOGL HD3 Philadelphia from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, Rich Zioli. And I am live today from one of the biggest political conventions in the country, certainly the biggest one in the state of New Jersey. Uh, That's where I'm going to be all afternoon today, talking to some of the power brokers in Republican Party politics in the state and shouting about other stuff as well. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. So, got a lot to chat about today, nationally, locally. And uh, even in the sports world a little bit, a hockey player was just charged with manslaughter because he uh, got into a thing with another player and slit his throat with his skate, and now he's getting charged with manslaughter. So that is a uh, a first of its kind, that's for sure. And yesterday on the show, I played for you the clip of New York Governor Kathy Hochul saying that she's going to start using surveillance, collecting data, and mass surveillance of social media. Well, as you can imagine, that has gone viral, that clip, and a lot of people are rightly panicking over it. And, uh, well, maybe panicking is not the right word. They're rightly concerned that this is just another authoritarian way to trample our freedom and spy on us, uh, all under the guise of keeping us safe from, from mean people and mean words. And they're exactly right, because that's all that this is. It's just another attempt by the government to do that. And the question regarding Ukraine that Senator Josh Hawley asked regarding U.S. taxpayer money going towards the bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline. It's an excellent question. And we need a full investigation of the bombing of the Nord Stream pipeline, which has really, truly become a major issue in this war in Ukraine, the perpetual, never-ending war in Ukraine. Oh, and the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, has endorsed Donald Trump for president in 2024. He officially backed Trump. He's not playing the Kevin McCarthy footsie game of saying, we'll see who gets the nomination. We'll see with that. Blah, 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 blah. No, he's coming out and saying that he is absolutely backing uh, the president, former president, for president again. So there you go. But Biden is apparently ripping apart uh, David Axelrod, the former advisor to President Barack Obama, who don't forget, you know, former President Barack Obama. I don't want Jimmy Matthews to get upset. Former president. So if you have been listening to the show lately, and I know you have, then you know that Barack Obama is still the president. I mean, he's he's president. He's that's why I really shouldn't even say former President Obama. I mean, he's former in the sense of the title, but he really is calling all the shots, obviously. And so when he came out recently and said that David Axelrod, uh, or, or I should when David Axelrod came out recently and said Joe Biden should get out of the race. He can't win. He needs to get out of the race. Well, Biden has apparently disparaged him, calling him the uh, 
P word for a male genitalia. The uh, P word for that, which I can't say on the radio, but for questioning whether the the president should seek a second term. And this is the thing. I mean, Biden's got a temper and he's got he's got a penchant for uh, profanity. It's widely known in Washington. He's he's got a temper. He says mean words. You know, the whole thing about, oh, nice Uncle Joe, who's going to bring everybody together. Biden's been a P word for a male genitalia for a long time to people. And if you cross him, he gets nasty and he says nasty things. And he's always been a nasty guy and he has a short fuse. And that's just that's that's been Joe Biden his entire career. In 2020, they pretended like uh, like Joe Biden was this nice grandpa kind of a guy. You know what I mean? This this nice grandpa kind of guy. And he was just the the one who was going to go and bring America together and no more mean tweets. So nice guy, Joe, that's not the case at all. And people that know the guy know that. They know that he, he makes snarky comments to people and has a whole uh, uh, history of it. So Axelrod, who's a Democrat, questioned Biden's thing in the race and said, look, you know, it's late in the game. It's late to change horses, but the guy can't win. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. And don't forget what I told you, which I don't think any other conservative host in the country told you. And this is why, you know, your time with me is so well spent, so valuable. I told you that this happened. Axelrod saying this about Joe Biden happened the very same weekend of the Barack Obama reunion party in Illinois. They had the 15 year reunion of Obama's victory. And it was a Friday night that started. But like any other weekend activity, you know, it starts on Friday. You have the the events on Saturday. Then you get the brunch on Sunday, the farewell brunch. Look at it like a wedding. You know, Friday's the rehearsal dinner and then Saturday's the big night. And then everybody turns around and. They have a nice brunch on the way out, a couple of mimosas, some roadies to go. Well, it was during the brunch time on Sunday morning that Axelrod tweeted out. And, it may be, and I don't know if the guy drinks. I have no idea. But I'm just saying it would not surprise me if he was maybe at a, at a Bloody Mary bar or something like that. And he got the political courage to tweet out, Biden's got to go. But he may not have needed any liquid courage because he wouldn't have said all those things without partying with Obama a weekend and getting the green light to say that Biden's got to go. And that's the thing, is that the Obama people know that Biden's got to go. First of all, Barack Obama did not want him in the race in the first place. He didn't want him in 2016. That's why they backed Hillary Clinton. That's number one. Number two, you know as well as I do that Obama knows all about Joe Biden's corruption. There's no way all of this was going on in the, in the White House when he was vice president of the United States with Ukraine, and bribing Ukraine, withholding a billion dollars in aid unless they fire the prosecutor, and his son is doing business with the company that the prosecutor is investigating. You're telling me nobody in the West Wing told the president about all that? Of course they did. It's all about covering your you-know-what in the White House or in any other part of life where you're in high power. So, of course, Obama knew all about it, and that's probably why he told Joe he shouldn't run in 2016 because he knew all the corruption would come out, and Obama's linked to all of it. I mean, Barack Obama's linked to all of this. All of this happened on his watch as president. The United States of America withheld that money, threatened to withhold that money to Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor. And Joe Biden said it. Hey, if you don't believe me, go call Obama. Call him. And they probably did. And they probably called Obama. And the White House probably said, well, nothing we can do about it. I mean, you know, Joe's already made the threat. So now we got to follow through. And then or maybe they just maybe Joe just played a good hand of poker that day. It was back in, you know, the mid 2010s, so he was able to think a little bit more clearly back then, you know, 10 years ago or so, 
So he, he called out the, you know, he just played a mental game and Ukraine blinked and fired the prosecutor. But either way, Obama knew all about that. And that's the reason why Obama is still helping Iran to this day. It's the reason why when we talk about everything that's going on in the Middle East, you can see clearly that the same U.S. policy regarding Iran is in place right now, as was in Iran in policy between 2009 and 2017. It's the exact same policy. Try to treat Iran like they're they're grown ups. Bring them to a seat at the table, hang out, and uh, and give them give them a, a chance to be grown ups. But they don't want to be grown ups. That's the problem. And then, you, of course, Obama helped him get a nuclear program. Now, David Axelrod, though, was the mastermind behind Obama's victories. And he's a, he's a political genius. He is. He and James Carville are, in my opinion, the two smartest minds in politics on the Democrat side of the aisle. Both of them have come out and said Joe Biden's too old. His age is the issue. And not just the number, but the fact of his mental acuity. They both have come out and said Joe Biden's got to go. He can't win. And if he runs, Trump's going to win. Remember what Axelrod tweeted out. He said, only Joe Biden can make this decision. If he continues to run, he will be the nominee of the Democratic Party. What he needs to decide is whether that is wise, whether that is in his best interest or the country's. And he also talked about how it was late in the game to make a change. Late in the game. That's true. Unless you have somebody that you already have in mind to take over, as the Democrat nominee. Now, I'm not going to mention any names. I'm just saying that if you already have a person in mind that you think, well, then it's not that late. But the Democrats have another problem, which is they have a vice president who is even more unpopular than the president. So the Democrats also know it's not just as simple as having Joe step down and having Kamala become the candidate because she loses worse. She loses worse. So they have to make a top. They got to make a complete change on the ticket. In order to do that, you've got to be very careful if you're going to take out the first black woman vice president that you don't upset a lot of people in your party. That's the problem that they have right now. It's a problem I've been telling you about for a year. So then Joe Biden calls David Axelrod the, the P word for a male genitalia. And he calls him this and tells people, and he's furious about this, and he's very, very angry. But the thing about it is that Ron Klain, who is the White House chief of staff or was Biden's White House chief of staff, he tweeted out the following about David Axelrod. He said, the man who called Biden Mr. Magoo in August of 2019 is still at it. The Obama people and the Biden people don't really like each other very much, which is not a surprise. Most administrations, the the president's people and the VP's people don't like each other all that much. But that's a complicated process, though, because the president is still Barack Obama. So the Biden people, they're not really in charge. And a lot of the Obama people have infiltrated their way back into the White House in the orbit. Valerie Jarrett's a great example of that. Valerie Jarrett, who is one of Obama's top people, born in Iran, she is one of the people who is calling the shots right now in this administration. So you see this this dichotomy that's happening when you listen to guys like John Kirby, Admiral Kirby speak at the Pentagon or, or any of the military brass. They play tough on Iran with words and they know that Iran's the bad guy in all this and they know that Iran's the problem but the White House has a much different policy that's why the White House Fembach Karine Jean-Pierre stands up there and she goes on about how well there's no proof that we Iran's behind anything and we don't blah 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 blah. it's because the the policy driver at the White House is still the former president who has always wanted to see Iran get a seat at the adult table get a seat at the table with the League of Nations always 
And that's where we are today. That's where that's the state of the presidential politics in the Democrat Party. Meanwhile, Gavin the Hair Newsom with his lovely quaff of hair and that the amount of oil that man uses equivalent to 52,000 tons of carbon dioxide. If you're doing CO2, that guy with his beautiful hair, he's out there uh, explaining how they clean up San Francisco in a matter of 24 hours. And they were able to do it. He's meeting with Xi Jinping. He is out everywhere just hoping he gets the nomination, hoping he gets a chance to run for president, hoping that they can tap him on the shoulder and say, Gavin, you got to go. You got to run. But it's not going to be that easy for him because he's got competition. There are shadow campaigns for president on the Democrat side right now being run by Gavin Newsom, by the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, and by New Jersey's own Governor Phil Murphy. All three of them are running their shadow campaigns, just waiting for the moment. Yes, King Philip the Unaccountable, as I call him, his royal rugness, waiting, just waiting for the wings, waiting in the wings for that that awful rug hair of his to be able to run for president. That's what he wants to do. He's just waiting for his chance. But it's not going to be decided by him. It'll be somebody will come along and the decision will be made. And that's the way it is. That's how it's going to be. They know Biden can't win. They know that Biden's going to lose. And they know Trump's going to be the nominee. And I think Speaker Mike Johnson's endorsement of him today goes a long way towards that. I don't think the new Speaker of the House would come out and say that if he didn't really believe that it was going to happen. Because he's new and he doesn't want to lose political power. And he has to back the right horse. Kevin McCarthy was always afraid to come out and say it. But Johnson's not afraid at all. So this is what he said, endorsing former President Trump for president in 2024. Cut number one. President Biden, he might he looks like the candidate in, in 2024. When you were uh, a name speaker, a lot of people said, oh, Trump ally, Trump, big Trump guy, big Trump ally. But uh, you, you as far as I know, you have not endorsed the former president yet uh, for 2024. And this is. Oh. Everybody's watching this show right now. This, if you're going to do that, this would be a great, great time to do it, uh, uh, Mr. Speaker. You ready? I, ha- I have done it. Yeah, I, I have. I have endorsed him wholeheartedly. Um, look, I was uh, one of the closest allies that President Trump had in Congress. He had a phenomenal first term. Those first two years, as you all know, we brought about the greatest economic numbers in the history of the world, not just the country, because his policies worked. And I'm, I'm all in for President Trump. I, okay, yeah, I, know, I expect right. he'll be our nominee. Yeah. And, and he's going to win it. And we have to make Biden a one term president. We have to do that. Yeah, he's right. He is going to win it. And I've been telling you he's going to win it. And that's that. But McCarthy was never able to do that. You know, McCarthy was always the kind of guy who pussyfoot around it. And he'd say, well, we have to see. And I don't really want to make any comments and blah, 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 blah. He was unwilling. But Johnson's smart. You know, he knows that that if, if he has the support of the former president, then his speakership is also going to be strong, too. He's no dummy. He's no dummy. And he also knows that he didn't become Speaker of the House without Trump backing him. Bottom line. So he's, he's, he's a very politically astute guy. And good for him for being smart. Because I tell you what, there's already problems that are happening within the House among other Republicans, the moderates, the, the, the rhinos that don't want him there. They don't want him there. Now, I'm not saying in any way, shape or form that the, the new speaker is perfect. He's not perfect. There are a lot of things still that I, I worry, I question. But I think this goes a long way towards either his acknowledgement that he's very politically savvy or the fact that he wants people to understand where he stands on the political aisle. Uh, he could have just said nothing. I mean, he could have kept his mouth shut. He could have said, look, you know, I am I am here to uh, do a job as speaker. I am not here to, to play presidential politics. That's a long game away. And I'm not going to say anything about that. He could have taken that route, but he didn't. 
And nobody was forcing him to say anything. He could have danced around it, but he didn't. He came out and he said that. So there you go. And remember, it is so important that the Democrats stop him from becoming president again. This is not a joke here to them. This is the real deal. You're hearing a lot more now about Project 2025. It's something I've been talking about. It's something we've talked about with our friend, Dr. Victoria Coates. It is a Heritage Foundation project, which is to, ext- which is to restore power to the executive. Not the executive branch, the executive See, it's funny that if you read the Constitution, you find out that the executive branch of government is vested in a president of the United States of America. There's nothing in Article 2 of the Constitution that says a president and all these bureaucrats who are unaccountable to you and they can do whatever they want. They can undermine the president. And they can make rules. And they can make laws and they, can, they don't have to answer anybody and they, can, they have lifetime jobs and you can't fire them and they're there forever. No, it just says the executive is, is a president, the president. That's it. Very simple. And then it outlines the limited powers that the executive has. Everything in the executive branch of government flows from the president, but that's not how it is today. Because ever since Franklin Delano Roosevelt drastically expanded the power of the executive branch and departments and agencies and three-letter agencies and four-letter agencies that run our lives, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, where that little troll Richard Trump can come out and say, you can't have a gas stove. Ever since these agencies came along, it has undermined the power of the presidency because the president can't control these people anymore. They're unionized. They have political protections from getting fired and they're brazen as hell. You saw that. You saw what they did to him as president, undermining his presidency through the FBI, the NSA, the CIA. Pick your three-letter, four-letter agency du jour, weaponized even against the boss, the president, against the top guy. So he's going to go in there, and he's going to take a cudgel to that. And so you're starting to hear in the media criticism of this Project 2025 and how if Trump becomes president, he's going to weaponize the executive branch of government. He's going to consolidate all the power. Nobody will have any power but him. And that's the way it's supposed to be, actually, because he's the president. He's the one that's accountable to the people, not you and not me. We didn't get elected. So if we work for him, then that's just it. We work for the executive, but we're not the president. And the idea that people could be in there undermining him is just insane. It really is. It's insane. But this is why the powers that be need to stop him. They have to stop him. Because when he goes in there and strips the power from all these unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats, uh, a lot of people are going to lose money. And a lot of people are going to lose power. That's why I'm telling you right now, if, if there is a chance, if there's a chance that Joe Biden loses this, He's out. They're going to take him out. Even Politico's Jonathan Martin came out and said Joe Biden doesn't have the capacity to campaign. That's Politico. It's not Breitbart. It's not me. It's not the, uh, you know, Infowars. It's, it's uh, Politico. Even they're acknowledging Biden has, doesn't have the ability to campaign. So now if you're the power brokers and you want the war in Ukraine to continue and you want all the people getting rich and you want all the agencies to be there because you know, whether it's the FDA helping Big Pharma whether it's the CDC helping Big Pharma, you want to be one of those big government lawyers and lobbyists who get all the money from that, and you want to be able to use your connections on the Hill, and you don't want any of that to change. If any of those power dynamics change, that comes out of your bottom line, man. Come on, man. So they're going to try to stop him in every way they can. And if that means they have to make a change in the candidate, then they'll make a change in the candidate. 
They'll cheat. The dead will rise from the grave and they'll vote too. But if they have to make a change at the top and take Biden out, they won't hesitate to do it if they have to do it. And that's why I think the timing of this is incredibly important to note that David Axelrod said these comments about Joe Biden the weekend after he was hanging with the Obamas and the weekend after he was hanging out with Barack and um, uh, his wife's name, who escapes me at the moment, uh, hanging out together, talking about who could potentially run for president. And perhaps when they were talking about, um, I, again, I can't remember her name at the moment, escapes me, it'll come to me a little bit later. Perhaps maybe they were talking about her or somebody else. But either way, there's no way that Obama's top guy, David Axelrod, leaves the Obama family reunion weekend, gets on Twitter Sunday morning and tweets out that Joe Biden has to go if he was not given the green light to do so. And it's the same reason why there's articles like this in The Atlantic that came out that says, is Obama toast? Obama won re-election despite Biden-esque polling numbers, but the comparison goes only so far. So The Atlantic is acknowledging this as well. And in addition, Nate Silver and Russell Berman, who's the writer of that piece in The Atlantic I just mentioned, um, they're, they're coming out and they're saying exactly what I'm saying. Biden is a huge, huge risk. I go a step further, of course. I don't say he's a risk. I mean, he's, he's a loser. He's, he's done. And they're pointing this out now. All of these voices are coming out in almost like a chorus, a chorus line, all saying the same thing. It's not an accident. As Trump surges in the polls, it's very obvious he's going to be the nominee. As it's very obvious, none of these trials are going to stop him. And as it's very obvious that their little plan to keep him off the ballot using the 14th Amendment is not going to work. So they're stuck. And that's where we are today. It's a tough time to be a Democrat. I'll tell you that. It really is. Even though locally things did not go the way of the Republicans on Election Day, uh, it's a very tough time to be a Democrat on the national level. you got a problem. What do you do? You replace Joe Biden, but with who? And you put Kamala Harris in there, she's even more unpopular. And you're going to make a lot of people mad. You got rid of the first black woman. So what do you do? If only there was another woman who was also black, who was well-known and had a prominent name that Democrats could run, who might have been brought up that weekend. But again, its name escapes me at the time. 855-839-1210 is the number. Listen, my buddy Tom Skolpinich is a fighter. You know, that that's what he is. He's a fighter. And if you are ever injured in an accident, please don't hesitate. Reach out to him. He's going to fight for you and make sure that you maximize your recovery and get the full fair value of your claim. The thing about it is a lot of times when people are in accidents, they rely on the insurance companies. But insurance companies, they're concerned with one thing, and that's their bottom line. You need the law offices of Thomas G. Skopinich. My man, Tom Scope, is a great guy, and he's been fighting for people for over 25 years to get their maximum value in a settlement. Here's his number. 215-624-2211. 215-624-2211. Or online at scopelawyer.com. Just reach out to him today. Whether you're in Pennsylvania or New Jersey, he can help. And unlike the billboard clowns who you see their big mugs all over the billboards, uh, you're going to actually meet with Tom Skopinich. He's actually going to fight for you directly. That's the key, too. You're going to get that hands-on approach you just can't get from these mega firms in multiple states and everything else. 215-624-2211. Scopelawyer.com. Scopelawyer.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the Odyssey app. All right, so let me tell you where I am right now. I'm in Atlantic City. I'm at Resorts uh, Casino, Bill Capriccio Restaurant. The Republican County chairman, some of these guys I've known for years and years and years, they're having a, uh, 
a, a big affair. So it's a New Jersey League of Municipalities convention. It's all the political power brokers of the state who come together, and it really is like Sodom and Gomorrah here. Uh, but the thing about it is that it's uh, it's it's a lot of the political heavyweights strategizing, getting together, talking about 2024. So I'm right in the center of the action, and we'll bring on some of those uh, those big wigs for you throughout the afternoon. But speaking of New Jersey politics, you know, I just saw Johnny's tweet about Giuseppe Costanzo. Did you know the story about that guy? So that's the Phantom Fugazi candidate that ran in South Jersey was not a uh, was not a real candidate. It was a uh, Fugazi. That's why I use the word Fugazi because it was a fake. And he cost the election for the Republican. That was the idea. That was the goal. Well, the political action committee that was behind this phantom Fugazi candidate, Giuseppe Costanzo, and I know this is going to surprise you, has ties to the Democrat machine in South Jersey, the Norcross machine. I know you're as shocked as I am by that, shocked by that, but it's true. And the attorney representing them is also George Norcross's lawyer. I know it's a shock. It's a shock that the Democrats would be that smart to figure this out and to think to themselves, hey, let's try to steal votes from Republicans by having a phantom Fugazi candidate on the ballot and pretend like he is, in fact, a, uh, a real conservative. And, I, you know, and I met a guy the other day and I, he, he was a guy who was on a trip of mine to uh, D.C. that we did that fans of Philly trip. Great guy in the Navy. I won't say his name, but he uh, he fell for it. He did. He told me he fell for the Giuseppe Costanzo thing and he felt terrible about it. And I said, look, don't beat yourself up. This is the problem. You know, it, it, when when elections are not a day, when you have three weeks to vote because he voted early, when you, have, when you got weeks to vote and you can go in person, you can vote by mail, you can drop your ballot in a drop box. And he did that. And then it was too late by the time he heard me. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Talk about Giuseppe Costanzo and how this guy was a Fugazi uh, candidate. But the dark money group represented by him, the, the, the lawyer for that, uh, no surprise there, is a lawyer who represents the king of all South Jersey Democrats. So I'm not surprised by that. I knew it was a Democrat dirty trick. Nothing will happen. 
Remember, if you put out a joking meme saying text Hillary to this number, then you'll go to prison. You'll go to prison for 60 days. But if you organize an operation to run a fake candidate to distract votes away from Republican voters, if you do that, then nothing happens to you. No, I mean, nothing. Nobody even says boo about it. It wasn't until, what, the Friday before the election that a judge even ruled that they couldn't spend any more money in this campaign because the campaign was a fugazi. So if you, if you put out a joking meme, you put out a meme that says, text this number, text Hillary to this number, and you can vote, you'll go to jail, you'll go to prison, federal prison for 60 days. That's what happened to Ricky Vaughn, that troll on Twitter that the government hated. But if you get powerful South Jersey Democrats and lawyers together in a room, political consultants, and they create a Fugazi candidate designed to steal votes from Republicans to disenfranchise Republican voters and literally deprive them of their right to vote. Because this man looked at this veteran looked at me in the face the other day and said, Rich, I feel horrible. I wasted my vote. I got duped. I got scammed. Let me ask you, how is that any different than if some idiot saw text Hillary to this number and vote for her? How's it any different? Except that Hillary didn't lose because of that. They, they were never able to tie anything to that. I can definitively tell you that the reason why Giuseppe Costanzo was a factor in that race is because the Democrat won that seat by like 60 votes. So in the 4th Legislative District in South Jersey, a Democrat won that seat by 40, 40 votes? 40 votes or so. That's it. 60 votes, whatever it was. And Giuseppe Costanzo got, what, 900 votes? So I can prove to you that people were disenfranchised. I can prove to you without a shadow of a doubt that, yes, people lost their ability to vote that day. They were, it, they were deprived their constitutional right by this scam set up by the South Jersey Democrat machine. But nothing will happen to them. Nothing will happen to them. If you make a joke meme on Twitter, you go to federal prison for 60 days because you make the joke meme and they don't like you. This is why we don't have equal justice in this country. This is why. This is exactly the reason why. It's everything I tell you about all the time. The weaponization of government. And it really infuriates me that the South Jersey Democrats were able to get away with this. They were able to get away with this because they did this and they knew with their arrogance and their hubris that by the time the story was exposed, and credit to David Wildstein at NJ Globe for exposing it, credit to my buddy Matt Rooney at SaveJersey.com for exposing it, but it, w- it got zero national attention. Why would it? It's a local race for the state Senate in New Jersey, and the guy uh, was helping the Democrats. So even the New Jersey media completely ignored it. And with the exception of those two entities that I just mentioned, NJ Globe and Save Jersey, uh, the, the media in New Jersey ignored it. I mean, NJ1015 talked about it. We talked about it here on, on WPHT, obviously. But beyond that, that's it. Meanwhile, there's a man going to prison for 60 days for putting out a joking meme telling people to text the word Hillary to this number and vote for her. There's an Asian woman who did the same thing with Trump supporters. Uh, I, I mentioned her, her race and nationality only to the effect that she puts it in her Twitter bio. It's a big, part, prominent part of who she is. Anyway, she did the same thing. And she tried to tell Trump voters to vote on Wednesday instead of Tuesday, Super Wednesday, and nothing happened to her. No charges, no arrests, nothing. So when I tell you there's not equal justice, when I tell you that it is a damn shame that you and I are both sitting here watching all this, some people get in trouble and other people don't, that's what we're dealing with right now. Now, the the good news, though is that this is having an effect beyond just what you and I talk about every day. People realize this, people recognize this, and people are getting upset. 
Biden is losing the black vote big time. There's a story from the Wall Street Journal about that today. Biden is losing the black vote, and there's a point about why it matters, and it does matter. And they talk about Philadelphia. And they bring up a woman named Michelle Smith. When Michelle Smith voted for Biden in 2020, she thought he would help people like her, a black mother working two jobs and raising three teenage boys in North Philly. Now she says she won't vote for him again. She cites higher prices, skyrocketing rent, and a feeling she has been left behind. She said the following, quote, I really did think he was going to help people in my situation. She's 46 years old. She earns $12.50 an hour working as a home health aide and makes Instacart deliveries for extra money. She said, it's like all of them talk a good game until they get elected. Heading into 2024, Democrats are sounding alarms about losing voters like Smith. Black voter turnout fell during the 2022 midterm elections compared with the previous midterms and polling and interviews with voters show growing dissatisfaction over the economy and Biden's leadership. Wage gains have cooled more dramatically for black workers than other Americans. Median weekly earnings for black workers employed full time rose 4.2 percent in the third quarter from a year earlier versus a 10.3 percent gain the prior year. Overall wages rose 4.5% last quarter, down from a 6.9% increase in the third quarter of 2022. Now, it doesn't mean necessarily that black voters are going to vote for Trump, although I think he's going to do very, very well with them, just like he did in 2020. They don't ha- he doesn't have to win that category. You just have to peel enough votes away from Biden to offset, and then that's how you win. That's how you wind up winning. And that's what Democrats are worried about. Party leaders are chiefly concerned about diminished black voter turnout, and they're also worried that some of these voters will instead back Republicans, including former President Donald Trump. So now Democrats are pumping money into voter canvassing, education, advertising in battleground states, and they're saying now it may be too late. This woman from Philly, this Michelle Smith woman, she said, I think I'm not going to vote, period, she said. That's a problem. That's a real problem for them. For the Democrats, you get enough black voters who stay home. You get enough other groups to stay home. And so then let me tie this back into the other issue that I mentioned earlier, and that's the Kamala Harris problem. If you've already got black women like Michelle Smith in Philadelphia who are upset with Biden's policies, then if they just shove Kamala Harris off the ticket, they might be even more upset. So now more people might be upset. And now you really, really subdue the black vote. Now, for all the Democrats screaming about suppressing the black vote, they're the ones suppressing the black vote with their policies. And their policies stink. Now, I bet you this woman ends up voting for Trump. I bet you, and I think you're shaking your head yes right now, I bet you she votes for Trump, but she won't say she will. She's not going to tell people that necessarily. She's certainly not going to tell a, a reporter that. But deep down inside, she knows America was better under Trump. And so when you see pictures of people like Blacks for Trump and they're out there campaigning for him and all you have to do is realize that if Trump gets enough of the black vote and other part of the black vote stays home, Biden's toast. Alicia Garza, an activist and founder of Black Futures Lab, this is a group focused on engaging black communities politically, said the following. The risk is that people stay home. I think the problem is black voters are consistently underinvested in this president. The unemployment rate for black workers touched a record low in April, but then rose in October. Privately, some battleground state Democrats are blunt about their concerns over turnout. 
Ready? One elected Democrat Party broker said the following would not attribute their name to it. Quote, I am absolutely concerned. Frankly, I am extremely concerned. This is a huge problem. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that, um, that line in A Few Good Men. You know, grave danger. Is there any other kind? Are you concerned? Yes. Are you extremely concerned? Is there any other kind? They're all terrified about this. They're terrified that they are going to get crushed at the polls. So what do they do? I mean, they can, they can keep investing in black and Latino voter turnout. It's not going to change anything. If they don't like the guy at the top of the ticket, nothing's going to change. It doesn't matter how much money you spend on that. It doesn't matter how much money you spend on getting people out if they don't want to come out and vote. In 2020, they thought that Biden was the great hope that they needed. Now they realize he's not, and they're hurting financially. And what do you do? In addition to that, let's not forget something, too. A lot of black voters tend to be very socially conservative. And they see how the Democrat Party's freaking nuts with abortion, how extreme they are on that issue. Oh, and guess what? A lot of black voters, like white voters, uh, they don't want their kids learning about vaginas in the fifth grade or the fourth grade or the third grade or, the, or kindergarten, for that matter. I know. Shocking. I know. Latino voters, too, the same thing. They don't want their five-year-old kids learning about vulvas in class. So we're really not all that different, are we, depending on the color of our skin? The difference, though, is that the Democrat Party needs a certain percentage of the black vote in order to win. And if that vote does not turn out and if Trump is able to peel some of that off and he did the best in 2020 with the black vote that any Republican has done in a long time. And you get the union guys. And I'm going to talk to my buddy Don Purdy about this in a little bit. Don is a union guy and he's also the chairman of the Atlanta County Republican Committee. I'll talk to him about this. You get those union guys out there. Uh, they're back in Trump. They're back in Republicans. So, you, so the Democrats now have lost the union guys. They've lo- they're losing the black vote. They're losing the Latino vote. I'm not saying they're losing the vote, but they're losing enough voters to matter. This is a problem. This is great, too. This is a guy named Mamadou Diallo. He's a Southwest Philly Democrat. Voted for Biden in 2020, but says he would vote for Trump in another Biden-Trump contest. This is what Mamadou Diallo, 60 years old of Southwest Philly, said, quote, about Biden. He's a weak man. He's an old man. He didn't change anything. Democrats note that Trump was accused of repeatedly inflaming racial divisions as president. But you know what? Black voters, they don't they don't they don't they don't think so. Despite what white guys like Joe Scarborough say and Mika Brzezinski and other people, they don't they don't think Trump was a racist. They can they can make that argument, but they don't really believe it. They just think things were better. And they also know that when Trump was president, their five year old kids weren't learning about vaginas in class. So or at least he was fighting that anyway. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten is the number on Twitter at Rich Zioli. This administration has to be much more aggressive about telling what they did accomplish, but also the unfinished business yet to be done, said Melanie Campbell, president of the nonpartisan National Coalition on Black Civic Participation. So you see what I mean? You lost the union guys, you lose the black vote, you lose Latino voters, and the Democrats are screwed. Coming up, one of those guys who knows the union guys very, very well. He's the chairman of the Atlanta County Republican Party, and he's going to join me in just a matter of moments. But first, before I take a quick break, let me tell you that I am so grateful for all the wonderful, wonderful support of my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. You know, every day we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. And what a great time to get there. My friend Judith Krupnik, they have so many great Volvos in stock. And the best part about it is they are going through a massive renovation. So in order to free up space, they're going to give you 
deals that have been better than anything before. $1,000 off new Vavos, owner loyalty incentive, two grand off if you use Vavo car financing, uh, $7,500 off a plug-in. Either way, Cherry Hill Volvo is going to take great care of you. They have certified pre-owned Volvos. These are like new, but they have a much lower sticker price, outstanding warranty, and, of course, it comes with that great Cherry Hill Volvo uh, appreciation as they take great care of you every day. So go see them right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team are ready to see you where relationships really do matter. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Live in Atlantic City, New Jersey today, we are at the League of Municipalities Convention, and it's Murderer's Row. It is all of the finest Republican County chairs in the state, all hanging out together, talking about the future, talking about how we can make things better. And uh, my host this afternoon, Chairman Don Purdy of the Atlantic County Republican Party. First of all, tell us about your background. Tell us about the union aspect of everything that you do. Listen, it, my brother was a union contractor for years. My father was a union contractor for years. And, you know, I've had great, great relationships with a lot of building trades. You know, 825, Greg Lalvey has been a, a super supporter of the Republican organization, uh, not just here in Atlantic County, but through the state. And we need more people like Greg Lalvey. He's a leader. He does what he says he's going to do. I mean, even IBW, Roy Foster, 351, um, they've been really good to us. The bricklayers, I mean, we've got uh, the, the glaziers. Mike Lachlan's been is, is the head of the South Jersey Building Trades down here. And they're very supportive of us in here in Atlantic County and actually through the area. So um, a lot of union jobs are here in Atlantic uh, City because obviously the casinos are something. And one of our main things we're looking to is to to start this back up again. This engine has been misfiring for many years uh, in, Atlantic, in Atlantic City. Where else do you know that you got this beautiful property with legalized gambling, boardwalk, water, and sand, and, and business is the way it is. We can change it. I think that Senator Vince Palestine is on a great start with that, with Don Guardian and Claire Swift. And uh, we got a lot of good things coming up in the, in the future to hopefully uh, spur construction, development, and uh, jobs here in Atlantic County. Mike Donahue, the chairman of Cape May County, just brought me a glass of, of uh, great wine. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I appreciate that. Uh, we were together in Gloucester County. The Democrats in South Jersey ran a Fugazi candidate, this Giuseppe Costanzo. Uh, a total scam, total trick again that they played, and it hurt. It hurt a lot. Uh, I mean, we see we see their games, we see their tricks, and it's just outrageous. Some of the things that really hurt that, and, and we just got to talking about good union labor, you know, that – New Jersey Carpenters dumped $2.5 million in that campaign. Um, and it was mostly because they were supporting this wind that the um, mostly the Atlanta County residents are against. And, you know, our line is Vince Palestina has to vote with his, his constituents with the, the demographics that he's in. Um, if, if, if the people that put him in office do not support something, Vince Palestina has got to take that and, and, and make that voice known in Trenton. They obviously didn't like that. But when you talk about LD4, to turn around and put the money they put behind in, in false, I mean, obviously the guy didn't even know he was running. And, you know, when he would be questioned, he wouldn't be answering the phone, etc. cetera. Um, I believe that everything that was done was illegal. Um, it went as far as for the, the judge, uh, Superior Court Michael Blee, uh, to say, put a hold on their finances. That, that, that says a lot, because when you have a, the, 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 um, the judge say, put a hold on the finances, they did a lot of bad stuff with elect. Um, they weren't doing reporting. I guess they'd rather play the fines. But look what they got out of it. It was very effective. I mean, Ed Durr, 
not only did they take out Senator Ed Durr in LD3, but they, they turned around and used that message in LD4 and also in LD8 and then also in LD2. I mean, they used that message constantly. There wasn't a show that put on TV that you didn't see it play three, four, five times at a row. There wasn't social media that you weren't on and seeing some kind of video come up nonstop. And, you know, these, these people, uh, I, and of course, Senator, Senator Vince Palestine is a friend. And for his family to have to go through that stuff, the elections might be over, but there's still consequences to go for the elections. And, and we're going to hold them all accountable to the fullest. Don Purdy's with me. He's the chairman of the Atlantic County Republican Party. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that you guys are going to hold them accountable because they, they, they need to be held accountable. There's a, a guy, I've been talking about this, this guy put out a joking meme about texting a vote for Hillary Clinton. He's doing 60 days of hard time in federal prison. What these guys did, I met a guy last week. I was at Dr. Mike Venaria's office for his Veterans Day event. And uh, as a Navy vet, comes over to me, goes, Rich, I got duped. I voted for Giuseppe Costanzo. I didn't hear your show in time before I voted. A lot of people got disenfranchised by this. A lot of people were duped. And, yeah, you know what, Don? You're damn right. People need to be held accountable for this. Absolutely. You're right. And you know what? That district, LD4, and I go back to LD4 because there is a huge population that was generation after generation from South Philly. And the Italian name means a lot over there. They didn't pick a guy named Giuseppe for no reason. They did it on purpose. They knew exactly what they were doing. Uncle George, Uncle George, I call Uncle George from Camden. The guy lives in, in, I think he's in Florida or somewhere down there, you know, flies around in his helicopter, makes these things happen. The guy is very intelligent, very intelligent. But you know what? It's time that Uncle George needs to uh, retire because, you know, there's been a lot of hokey dokies going on for a long time. Nobody's held him accountable for it. And he gets insurance, and he gets insurance and law work all through the state of New Jersey, and nobody calls him out on it. And that's going to change, and it's going to change now. Talk about the union guys for a second, since you are a union guy. You mentioned all these different guys, carpenters, bricklayers, all these other people voting Republican. Uh, talk to me about if Trump's the nominee in 2024, or whoever the Republican nominee is in 2024. You, you think the, the Democrats have lost the vote of the union guys, the working man? <laughs> Well, I don't think so. Um, and, and, and the reason why is because, you know, Trump doesn't do anything to help himself. Um, his policies, I believe, are great. I believe they're second to none. Um, but he, he loves to insult people when he talks, which, you know, I tell people all the time. Are you better now or were you better five or six years back? And most people say I was better five, six years ago back. It all goes back to the almighty dollar, right? The, you know, the, the law enforcement today, the poor men and women that are supporting us and keeping us safe every day. Um, they have less less um, less uh, um, restraints on them. I'm sorry, than the, the criminals on themselves, than we do. And the law enforcement is afraid to step in. They're afraid of their pensions and etc. Um, the, the dollar is worth nothing. Um, our gas prices are through the ceiling. Inflation is horrible. And you got wars all over this world. We got going on. And as much as Trump was, uh, uh, I'm gonna say, a pain in the butt. Let's say something else. You know, <laughs> his policies were right, and and he did guide the country, and the country was safe. Um, you know, when you got the guy from North Korea, the little crazy guy walks across and shakes hands, all that stuff means something. You know, does it mean that Trump loves the guy? No, it doesn't. But, you know, sometimes you, you, you need to turn around and go with and take the emotion aside and do what's best for the country. And, you know, I think that a lot of people didn't vote for Trump before. You know, they might be voting for him now because they, they see what the difference is. And Joe Biden is a total disaster for this country. And I really feel bad for Joe Biden's family. Because I just can't believe they would let their father or grandfather go up and be treated like that. It's just sad. The guy's got obviously a lot of issues, 
And that's what he's going to be known for. It's not going to be known for him being a senator. It's not going to be known for him being a vice president. It's going to be known for the guy that had dementia that's running the United States, the most powerful country in the world. And look what's happening to us. So the Donald Trump thing, you go back to the guys, the labor guys. A lot of them labor guys are union guys. You know, no matter what the union tells them to do, a lot of them guys are voting with their pocket because they're just like us when they go home. And you'd probably be surprised at how many of them actually pull the Republican handle and don't listen to the few people that are at the top that are telling people to vote Democrats. That's good news. My friend, it's great to be with you. Chairman Don Purdy, Atlanta County Republican Party. Thank you, buddy. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us, and we'll talk to you soon. Very good. I appreciate it. I'll tell you what, I know a lot of those blue-collar guys very well because uh, they do great work for Emmons Roofing and Siding. You know, Matt and Stephanie are the owners of the company, and they're wonderful people. The guys who do the work, oh, man, are they terrific. And I've met so many of them over the years. They're hardworking, and that's what it is about Emmons. They work so hard to make sure the job is done right, and it's done on time, and it's done on budget. That's the key. And the best part about Emmons Roofing and Siding is that they serve our entire region, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, and the Jersey Shore. I mean, if you've if you got a house down the Jersey Shore, trust me when I tell you, you know, winter's tough on your house. So you've got to make sure that any roof repairs, you need them, get them done now before the winter comes. Just go to EmmonsRoofing.com for a free estimate. And I'll tell you, they also do kitchen and bathroom remodeling. I've been using Emmons for six years now. When we moved into our previous home, Emmons did the roof, the windows, siding, doors. Then they remodeled our kitchen. Then they remodeled our bathroom. Now in the new house, Emmons just did four skylights for me. They're replacing a storm door, and they're replacing an exterior door as well. And who knows where we go from there. I'm sure at some point Bridget's going to say, I want the bathroom remodeled. Either way, I know that Emmons will take great care of it. That's what they do. Eight. 856 556 for a free estimate or visit the Emmons Design showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey or go to EmmonsRemodeling.com Trust the company that I've been trusting with my home for over six years now EmmonsRoofing.com Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons 3 to 7 Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.